Welcome to Analyzing Finance with Nick. In this Economic Futures video, I am going to be discussing the economic future of Germany, particularly the deindustrialization of Germany and what the consequences are of that. Uh, for most of the 21st century, Germany was the leading power in Europe through a combination of successfully integrating the East after the fall of the Berlin Wall and a variety of economic reforms Germany had been able to maintain competitive manufacturing when other developed nations, such as the United States, were being hollowed out to, from Asian competition. However, in recent years, Germany has effectively been killing the golden goose due to mainly bad energy policy, but a combination of other issues as well. And now Germany has the lowest cumulative GDP growth rate since the fourth quarter of 2019 of any major European country. How did it come about this way? And what is going to be next for Germany? Well, we have to start with the pivot point really for this is the 2021 election. Uh, the Green Party for the first time entered the ruling coalition and it wasn't really just these particular politicians, but it was a reflection of the country's sentiment to care more about green environmentalist policies more than maintaining the heavy industry that Germany is known for, the manufacturing powerhouses such as Siemens, uh, BMW, Mercedes, BASF. Uh, Germany's kind of generally regarded for heavy industry making specialized heavy machinery and automobiles. And that stuff requires a lot of electricity to be made in factories, especially in a world that's increasingly automated by robots. And Germany, due to its energy policy over the last several years, has become the most expensive place for electricity in the developed world. Uh, when it comes to nuclear power, Germany had 13% of its electricity supply in nuclear power in 2021. And by the end of this year, it will be down to zero. Uh, German, so how else is Germany going to replace that loss? Uh, they also have harsh bans on offshore drilling and fracking and basically all their fossil fuels, except for coal, which is actually ironically the most dirty of the fossil fuels, have to be imported from either Russia, which has proven to be a problem given the current conflict in Ukraine, or via LNG terminals in the United States or through um, their Scandinavian neighbors in the, for their North Sea Reserves, such as Norway and Sweden. However, the fact that it's dependent on importing fossil fuels and shutting down alternatives such as nuclear power has made electricity prohibitively expensive. Their goal is to try to replace it with solar, but Germany isn't Arizona. Uh, it's not a place that's particularly warm and sunny year-round, which makes solar less efficient than it would be in other places. And even with perfect efficiency, the lack of battery storage technology to store the solar for when it's dark at night or when there's surges in demand relative to the amount of sunlight makes it not as effective as it would be if it and if they had more sufficient battery technology which is a struggle for the world for solar but in warmer climates it's much more favorable outlook than in a place like germany so you have the combination of geopolitical dependence for imports and hampering the ability to generate domestic electricity is made uh, very expensive. And this was exposed in 2022 when 
the Russian natural gas had been cut off for an extended period of time. And Germany, as a result, has electricity costs that are over triple the United States is equivalent. Uh, if Germany's at over 38 cents a kilowatt hour, where the United States, by comparison, is under 13 kilowatt sets per kilowatt hour, and the developed world average is 23 cents a kilowatt hour. And so, as a result, the market is adapting and factories are being relocated and operations are being relocated. Uh, German firms, including themselves, they build a lot of their factories in neighboring countries such as Poland and Hungary and the Czech Republic through the lower labor costs and lower electricity costs and less environmental restrictions. Yeah, they're also moving to the United States and Mexico with Volkswagen building its most recent plants in South Carolina. Some of them are even moving to China, uh, even as the world is trying to pivot away from China. And that is the main issue, whereas the U.S. made its manufacturing uncompetitive. As I mentioned in my video, San Francisco is the next Detroit through uh, labor becoming too expensive due to unionized uh, labor and expensive pension costs that made making cars in Detroit and the upper Midwest economically unviable compared to other parts of the United States, mainly in the South or from Europe or Asia. Now, Germany is doing the same thing this time around for its heavy machinery, except instead of sinking under the weight of pensions or union contracts, they're sinking under the weight of environmentalist energy policy that is making electricity very expensive. And in a world where robots are doing more than manufacturing, electricity is increasingly becoming a bigger cost to manufacture goods than labor. And that's why countries that have relied on labor arbitrage such as China have seen manufacturing become less competitive and countries that rely on cheaper energy such as the United States and Mexico have become more competitive. But if this was simply just an energy issue then energy reform would fix Germany right away but there are other issues going on in Germany. First, they have a decline in skilled labor. Uh, demographics with the aging of the population and Germans not having as many kids as say Americans did over the same period, they are having a hard time replacing that labor. They've tried to fill it with immigration, but due to cultural friction and a, di a different skill set of these new migrants compared to native-born Germans has made them hard to assimilate into the country and the human capital gains have not been as hoped. Germany also, like other European countries, has a very generous social welfare system and these tend to kind of work in a way of, of, of a pyramid in terms of younger people paying in to finance the older citizens' pensions and health care and things that they are more reliant upon. But with the Democratic pyramids starting to invert, uh, the finances are not there. And then the low-key other part is just innovation. Uh, this is a Europe-wide problem. I mean, if you look at the Eurostoxx 50, there's only um, two companies on there that started after the year 1985, which was one being SAP and the other one being a Dutch payment processor company. And whereas if you look at the leading dominant companies in the U.S. are the ones that are causing a lot of the growth. They're 
been started generally well after 1985. Startup culture is very hard in Germany because bankruptcy laws, especially personal bankruptcy laws surrounding failure businesses are a lot tougher. And there's just a cultural stigma against taking a risk and failing. Whereas the fail fast, like the reward for make putting the effort in to go out there and take a risk like in a place like America, that doesn't really translate into Germany where the culture and the financial system is just a lot harsher towards failed entrepreneurs. And that's something that's hard to change. I mean, I think Germany is trying to do what it can to do that, but that along with red tape for founders, it just makes it entrepreneurship just relatively not attractive. And because of that, especially also since there's an alternative in the developed world to go pursue your entrepreneurial dreams, such as the United States, it makes it very hard for countries like Germany to really innovate, um, especially in the private sector. So what is the, the future really for Germany? Well, I think really a, a good comparison, which we'll do in our um, geographic comparison at the end of this video, would be the Rust Belt of the United States. Um, the Rust Belt of the United States, even for its troubles, still a very prosperous place on world standards. However, its reliance on manufacturing made it less competitive to regional rivals, which is like other states. And in the case of Germany, it means it's going to be less competitive relative to other European member states who uh, they were previously exporting a lot to. And it'll make it more just on a worldwide scale less competitive. So that's one consequence that's similar to Rust Belt. The other thing is that you're going to see probably increased political tension and populism because you've had this increase in immigration without the same high quality jobs that will be gone because manufacturing is going to be gone to provide to them. And just the domestic population used to having a safe manufacturing or manufacturing adjacent type job not having it. Uh, Germany's going to have its rust belt hollow out like all the other previous manufacturing hubs in the developed world did such as um, England, such as the Rust Belt of the United States, uh, etc. Germany was able to avoid that fate for a while, but when you make your energy industry um, and your electricity costs uncompetitive, it's hard to do that. And we've seen this in the data. Um, FDI has declined in Germany every year since 2017. Uh, German industrial production peaked in 2018 and has gone down every year since. And as I mentioned, Germany has even grown less than Spain. It's been the slowest growing Eurozone country really since um, the fourth quarter of 2019, which was the first quarter, the last quarter of the economy before the pandemic happened. Uh, so that's the bottom line here. I mean, does this, this mean German multinationals are all going to fail? No, because they're already less dependent on their home country. Uh, less than 30% of revenues of German multinationals come from their home country versus more than 40% before the GFZ. And that's likely to decline further. I mean, you've seen advertisements like popular German travel destinations such as Majorca are now pivoting their marketing efforts to get Americans to go there instead. And other tra travelers from places with they think are going to have higher disposable income going into the future. 
So I think it's going to be tough times for Germany until they either fix their energy situation politically or they manage to find a way to innovate in their culture or realign their economy to add a new value-add system. And if you look at Germany, they've rebuilt from a lot worse situations. Uh, the country was previously destroyed by two world wars and they were able to come back stronger than ever from an economic perspective. So I think Germany will eventually come back, but I think the 2020s will be a rough decade as Germany is going to face the consequences for its energy policy and a world that's shifting away from heavy industry um, and cheap labor as the main driver to more automation technology and more service-based software type innovations, which Germany has quite frankly lagged behind. Uh, thank you for watching. If you have any questions or comments about this video or you have some insight on Germany that I'm missing, I would love to hear from you. Thanks for watching.